What if you had a guide who could tell you how to bridge a gap between who you are today and who you're destined to be? What if each week you could hear a story of someone who has tried and succeeded, or perhaps tried and failed, but learned something in the process? Limitless Spirit is a weekly podcast where host Helen Todd interviews guests about topics and personal stories on defining life's purpose, pursuing personal growth, and developing a deeper faith in Christ. Pain is pain, hard is hard, but perspective changes things. And that's what God's word allows us to do. We are called to remember his faithfulness and his provision, and that allows us to move forward even when things, circumstances might look hard. And so I think just taking our focus off ourselves and off our circumstances and look up to him gives us much perspective that we can we can move forward. You know, our circumstances in the world, it's shifty. It's not dependable. It's not reliable. But, God, but God's word and his promises are. We're entering my favorite season of the year, a season of giving thanks. Today, we will talk about why it is so important to be grateful and how we can do this in the good times and the bad. Welcome to the Limitless Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Todd, and my guest on this episode is Christy Graham, host of the podcast On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse. Christy is married to Edward Graham, the grandson of Billy Graham and the youngest son of Franklin Graham. And prior to becoming the vice president of operations for the Samaritan's Purse, Edward spent 16 years serving in the war zones in the United States Army. As an Army wife raising young children, Christy learned a lot about how and why remaining grateful is the foundation for the inner peace. In this episode, we talk about what she has learned, her new Bible study, titled Living a Life of Gratitude, and how you can apply these biblical principles in your own life. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the Limitless Spirit Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great, Helen. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited that I caught you while you are here in the States because it is my understanding that you travel the globe very frequently as the uh, host of the podcast On the Ground for the Samaritan's Purse. So um, how long are you in the country for before you head out next? I actually have not been traveling since COVID hit. The team, you know, we took a long pause. And then since it's been lifted and international travel, the team actually does the traveling. I have hit a season with the kids where the demands are just really hard and challenging. We have four kids and my husband, Edward, is tra- he travels often. So I actually stay home now, um, but I do get to host the podcast. And so the team, they carry the legwork, I think, of the travel. And so I get to, you know, as you know, Zoom and many things we found in COVID, I was able to talk with and interview people across the world. And so it's allowed me to stay home, but yet stay a part of this podcast and share what God's doing um, around the world with Samaritan's Purse. Well, I'm, for one, thankful to COVID for highlighting the benefits of technology. (laughs) I think it, it propelled all of us a little further in our use of technology. So that's actually awesome. 
You know, I um, came up with the idea of this interview because of the Bible study that you released just recently mm-hmm. on gratitude, because we're in this season. Actually, what my favorite season of the year is the season of giving thanks. And so I want to talk uh, to you about it more in detail. But then I discovered a very interesting person behind uh, this Bible study, uh, you being uh, involved with Samaritan's Purse and, and doing the podcast. So there are several things I'm excited to talk to you about. So let's start with your Bible study. What inspired you to write it? Well, I think, you know, God has been working on this in my whole life. And actually the timing was perfect because this past week it just was difficult with my husband gone, some sick kids. And so I had to be reminded, you know, I could write a Bible study on being grateful, uh, but it takes that daily dying to self, right? Our our sin and our flesh just have a tendency to uh, go against what we know to be true. And so I, I actually enjoyed rereading some of this. And then in my Bible reading, um, I'm reading through the Bible and I hit Psalm 66 this weekend, you know, just where the they were remembering what God had done. And so I think all throughout my life, in the good and the bad, God has taught me how to be thankful. And that that requires lifting my eyes from myself and from my circumstances and look to Him uh, to see what He has done and who He is, because that never changes, you know, despite our circumstances. So it's it's been a lifelong challenge, but I think as an army wife, uh, you know, I think each season of life, you're reminded how selfish you are and how sinful, you know, when you get married, when you have kids um, and the military uh, just made me have to dive into God's word uh, to be grateful because sometimes your circumstances, there aren't things to be grateful in uh, or so you think until you look to God and then he allows you to see the good and the fruit even in the hard times. So it's been a lifelong journey. That is very true. Um, Was there any particular point in your life that you really had to hold on to this principle of being grateful in spite of the circumstances around you? Yeah, I mean, I think I grew up, my dad was in the military, so we grew up moving. Uh, Change was a norm for, for me, but and I think it helped prepare me for what I'm doing now. But again, our flesh doesn't always like change, right? We don't always like hard. And then when Edward and I got married, you know, we got married and our whole marriage was during war. So he left. And I think that first deployment was when the Lord had to teach me. You can say, you know, what it is to be grateful or how to be thankful, but but living that out. And so that's, I think, the first time I learned how to bring it to, to life, right? Um, and not just know and have head knowledge, but to truly act on it. And so I think God taught me how to, you know, internally deal with my emotions and, and to be grateful, but also externally uh, turn that into action. Um, and so we are required, you know, the Bible says many times, you know, be thankful in all circumstances and by prayer and supplication, you know, that is how we do it. So that fleshing out what I knew to be true uh, came out. So when he wasn't there, I had to learn, you know, I couldn't go to him for my contentment in life. I had to go to the Lord. And and so we always, we always should do that. But I think sometimes when people are taken out of our lives or um, good things, we, we go to the Lord. And so that's, I think, when it really became true and right. And then, you know, my whole adult life and marriage was constantly working this out because he was always either deployed 
about to be deployed or, or, or coming home. And so it was this cycle that we always had. And so, yeah, I think God just used opportunities to practice that. So Christy, just to be uh, clear for our listeners, which war did your husband serve in? So he went both to Iraq and Afghanistan. He deployed uh, eight times, I think, two to Iraq and then uh, mostly for Operation Enduring Freedom. Um, But yeah, that was kind of our cycle and normal life. Wow, that must have been extremely challenging just thinking that your husband is in harm's way at any given moment and probably not having a whole lot of information about where he is, what he's dealing with, and also being present there for your kids as the as the only parent that is present at the moment. So um, can you give me some of the examples maybe of the challenges that you faced in that respect? You know, it's it's all we knew because we married during wartime. Um, so in some ways, we didn't know any different. But I, I think my faith, you know, I, I don't know how people do life without the Lord, but especially military. Um, and as I said, I, my dad was in the military, so I grew up. He, you know, deployed a couple times when I was a kid. So I had a little bit of experience. But again, until you're faced with it, yeah, as the wife and the mom. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me when Edward and I got married I walked down to the aisle to the song, Jesus Be the Center. You know, God, from the beginning, we decided our marriage, Jesus is the center. He is our everything. He's a gift, but Edward is not mine. And so I remember telling a friend that one deployment, she was just so panicked and just worried about something had happened overseas. And she said, how are you not crying? How are you not breaking down? I said, because he's not mine. You know, Edward isn't mine. He's the Lord's and he is in his hands. And if he's here home with me, he's no safer, you know, than he is overseas. He is God's and God has numbered his days. You know, he He created him. He is his masterpiece, you know, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And I, I truly believed that he wasn't mine. And she just kind of looked at me because, you know, so many, uh, their spouse was their everything. And so when they were gone or even if they were jumping, you know, on a routine, you know, one of my one of my friends called panicked. He hasn't called. They they jumped today. He hasn't called. And I didn't even know that they had jumped that day. And so she, that was their thing. He had to call at the minute he landed. Um, and so she was worried that something had happened. And I just again, I Edward's not mine. And so I I'm concerned and I love him and I I I I want him to be okay, but it was just something that I had surrendered the day we got married. And so again, the Lord had to keep working that out in me every day. Some days were harder than others. Uh, But I think that peace that he may not be physically safer overseas, but in the center of God's will, that is where the joy comes. Actually, I think this is extremely powerful, Christy, what you just said. Um, not just for army wives, so to speak, but for marriage in general, you know, when you uh, make God the center of your relationship and you recognize that your spouse is really not yours, I think this is the foundation of the healthy marriage where we Mm -hmm. don't idolize our spouse or we don't despise our spouse because he or she does not meet our expectations, but we recognize them as God's creation that is a part of this beautiful um, triangle, what I call the marriage, you know, where God is at the top and then the spouses are each on the side. Uh, I, I think that's just the foundation for a healthy marriage. So that that was extremely powerful. So 
What are some of the other points of your Bible study uh, that you think are very practical to our listeners? Well, I think I say it in there, you know, pain is pain, hard is hard, but perspective changes things. And that's what God's word allows us to do. You know, when we, whatever we're facing, you know, it it's pain to us. It's hard, but perspective. And I think for me, I always have known someone going through something harder than what I'm going through. So that helps me too, you know like even a deployment, when I would struggle, I'd think of my friend Lisa, whose husband was killed and her deployment would never end. So I think perspective helped me. Uh, But also, you know, God's word that gives you perspective. And I think, you know, you know, three things that help me are, and it says it in many different ways in the Bible study, it's, you know, remembering who God is, that changes our circumstances, remembering what he's done, and then remembering why we're here. Uh, Because I think sometimes our circumstances are hard um, and they may never change here on earth. Um, We might be plagued with a sickness or something that will never go away. But those three promises, uh, they 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 can hold us. And so, you know, remembering what God's done. In fact, this this past week, like I said, it was kind of challenging. And in my Bible reading, I came to Psalm 66, you know, where the Israelites, you know, they it was a praise of remembrance of what God had done, you know, parting the Red Sea. And we are called to remember his faithfulness and his provision. And that allows us to move forward, even when things, circumstances might look hard. And so I think just taking our focus off ourselves and off our circumstances and look up to him gives us much perspective that we can we can move forward. And I, and I love, you know, there's so many scriptures too. Do not look to the left or to the right. You know, it's all over Joshua, but, you know, Proverbs reiterates that, you know, do not look to the left or the right, but look to, look to the Lord as our source. Uh, because this, you know, our circumstances in the world, it's shifty and it's, um, it's not dependable. It's not reliable, but, God, but God's word and his promises are. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm sure there were situations during your husband's service where um, you probably had to practically implement that in your life, where you had to just completely shut out the natural and focus Mm -hmm. on God's promises. And God, can you share some of these stories? Yes. Um, so my my two brothers are also in the military too. And so, yeah, sometimes the, the life actually, um, someone was always deployed. And actually one is not even of my spouse. There was one time where my brother was deployed and he was, um, a mess hall was bombed and it was on the news. Because um, a lot of times things that he was dealing with, with special operations, it wasn't on the news, but this one was, and, and we were actually with my parents and, you know, my mom just fell apart, you know, how do I know if he's okay? And, you know, Edward just was there and he, he just prayed and in confidence, you know, just said, God, he's yours. And that's what, again, that, that principle of letting go. Um, and, and as you mentioned, you know, letting go of the natural and, and accepting the supernatural. And, and I think that's what I said earlier, remembering why we're here. You know, as Christians, uh, we're here to love God and to love others and to go and make disciples. And, you know, we are, we are called, we're not here to live a long life and to uh, have all these successes and accolades. And, and, you know, sometimes God allows us to do that, but that's not why we're here. And so I think in that, that moment, and then it carried me through the many more deployments and, and hard times we would face, I was reminded why we're here and, and why Edward's here. You know, if God took him today, 
there would be a purpose in that, you know, and that that reminder, you know, that Joseph said in Genesis 20, you know, what God, what man meant for evil, God used for good to accomplish his purposes. And so man can do evil, but God's purposes and will always come through. And so I think just that principle, and I think that prayer that Edward prayed that day, it carried me through just remembering his words and, and his conviction that I am called to do this. Um, and, and that's what I said earlier. I just always clung to if he got out tomorrow, he wouldn't be any safer here at home. You know, he could get in a car accident, something could happen. And so I just had to release him uh, to do what he was called to do. And so that is what carried me. And there's so many other circumstances that come through my mind. But I remember that was a day that we truly didn't know. Uh, and we had multiple, my cousin was in that same mess hall that day and multiple best friends. And so we really didn't know for for days because they have to wait until they contact all the family members that were killed. Um, and so sometimes they shut down communications for days. And so when Edward was deployed and that happened to us in the future, and one day uh, we did lose a couple guys and Edward was injured. And so it was communication shut down for a couple days. And then finally he was able to call me and he had gotten hit by some shrapnel from a blast. And you know, it's hard and it's hard to hear them hurt uh, when they're far away. But again, that comfort of the Lord reminding me, he's mine. I see him, you know, and I just instantly thought of Hagar, you know, in the wilderness. I see him. I will provide for him. You know, you can't do that right now, but I can. Um, and so, again, I don't know how people do it without the Lord, do life just in general. Uh, but then you add some hardships and trials. And that is why I'm always reminded why we're here. And, and I love your podcast and taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. That's why we're here, so that people don't go through this hard life without hope. You know, as I'm listening to your stories, I'm thinking, my goodness, how perfect is the timing of our interview? Because we're going into the celebration of the Veterans Day mm -hmm. uh, this week. And, you know, I, I my husband did serve in the military, but that was before I met him. So I didn't get to go through the experiences that you have gone with your loved ones. But it just reminds me how grateful we should mm -hmm. be to those who are um, serving our country by defending our country. And so we just want to honor today your husband and your brother and your other family, your dad and my mm -hmm. husband as well, you know, for those who sacrificed uh, so much in their lives by serving our country. And of course, the spouses and the family members who are also part of this sacrifice. So we honor you as well, Christy, uh, this week. So. What are you most thankful for as you look back um, at your life and uh, the experiences that God has taken you through? Mm. Well, I mean, I'm so grateful for our time with the military because, as you said, um, they are selfless. You know, they they raise their right hand to swear and defend and protect whatever that means. And so uh, to be around families like that that are willing to sacrifice and lay down their life, um, you know, again, it, it brings it may always makes me think of our Savior, Jesus. You know, greater love has no one than, than him who laid down his life. And so our gratefulness uh, for the gospel, you know, is lived out every single day. Um, but I am, I'm so thankful. And I'm glad you said that. And on Veterans Day, I, you know, I always encourage people to to thank, thank those who've served. And a lot of times they'll get embarrassed and, and they don't want the accolades. But um, 
to thank them because I think once, you know, once they've served, they're, they're always a service member. And whether it was, uh, you know, a couple months or several years, um, they did things to, to sacrifice for our country. And, and yeah, especially thank the family members. And I think especially children, you know, cause I, uh, had a part in, I mean, I had a say in it, I think, you know, when we got married, but my kids didn't, you know, they came in and they had no choice. <laughs> you know, they weren't asked, do you want to move? Do you want your husband, you know, your dad to deploy? They, they didn't have a choice in it. So I'm glad that you said that and recognized family members because it does take a lot of sacrifice, um, especially during the, one of the longest years, our wars in American history, you know, it, it took a lot and took a toll on these families. But I think looking back, the military, you become family, you know, when you go through hard things and when you lose friends or friends are injured and come home, not the same. You know, I just think of times working in, in homes, you know, helping to fix or paint before someone came home from Walter Reed. You know, we just became family and you roll up your sleeves. And because family's not nearby, I think there is some a unique uh, camaraderie in that. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And yeah, I'm just so grateful to have known and to continue to know. And, you know, now with Samaritan's Purse, we have Operation Heal Our Patriots, which is a ministry to wounded veterans and their their spouses. And so I'm grateful. I still have touch points and I still get to uh, walk alongside um, military through ministry. And so to be able to see them find hope and healing in Jesus, uh, because that is the only way uh, you can heal from some of these traumas, uh, some of the traumas that people see. So it's it's I'm so grateful, and I just look back with with gratitude, uh, even for the hard times, uh, because again, it it made us closer with some of these uh, military friends and family. Well, I'm excited um, to talk to you about the current chapter uh, in your and your husband's life um, in serving with Samaritan's Purse. But before we switch to that in our conversation, so where can our listeners find your Bible study? Um, especially, I think it's so appropriate uh, during this season uh, to devote your Bible study to this subject. So, um I believe it's available with uh, the Bible, um, the Bible app. Yeah, the Bible app published it, um, and it's actually a good question because um, I, we should probably place it on the on the ground website because I think as of now that's the only place people can access it. Um, but yeah, the Lord has allowed us to serve with Samaritan's Purse, and pretty soon. Um, when he called us here, I had the privilege of um, working with the podcast, and so the Lord allows. Um, that platform. And so, yeah, we should probably share that Bible study in that avenue because right now it's just on that one app that you that you read it on. Well, I'm going to share the link uh, to the app, but also to the On The Ground podcast. So yeah, if you want to update the page and put the mm -hmm. link there, that will be uh, very convenient, I'm sure, for many people who want to uh, read the Bible study. So on the Ground podcast, it really highlights the projects of the Samaritan's Purse. And and prior to COVID, I guess you you traveled and and um, interviewed um, mm -hmm. people involved in these projects on the ground. Um, tell me about some of the exciting things that are happening right now. Oh my goodness! Well, so many. I know things. it's a big, <laughs> big question, but uh, perhaps some of the highlights that uh, come to your mind now. Yeah. Um, well, you know, of course, Smeared's Purse has been in Ukraine. You know, since the the start of the war. Um, you know, 
we have emergency field hospitals and we have been taking airlifts, um, carrying metric tons of food and supplies. And uh, so we have teams there on the ground working and, and ministering uh, during this crisis. You know, we have uh, obviously Operation Christmas Child is about to kick off. National Collection Week is uh, next week, which is hard to believe. And so that is a ministry that that happens year round. Um, but the collection begins and then the boxes will be going uh, into over 100 countries around the world to to get, share the gospel um, and the good news to, to kids. And so uh, there's so many different, yeah, we're involved in so many different countries. And I think the podcast, you know, the website's great. And there are, there's so many ways that you can learn about Samaritan's Purse. There are uh, videos on SPTV. There is, you know, great news stories that are always being updated on the website. But the podcast just is another angle where we just try to take you to the front lines and behind the scenes kind of in a raw, organic way. We we do it in many different ways. Each episode is so different and unique. Um, sometimes it's multiple projects. Sometimes it's a deep dive into one project, you know. Um, and, and so it's fun and it's exciting. And we actually are working on a Christmas catalog because there are 41 uh, gifts that people can give to. Um, and so we've been talking to country directors and, you know, which projects from the catalog affect their work directly. And just hearing it's again, it's just a joy um, to be able to hear from our staff and volunteers around the world and what God's doing. And so, um, yeah, there's so many, so many things going on. Uh, God allows. But, you know, we say all the time, you know, the, the gospel is why we go. Um, that is, we go to bring good good news, but the vehicle is always different. You know, sometimes it's medical, sometimes it's feeding programs, sometimes it's child and maternal health. I mean, there's so many different vehicles, uh, but we go to the people in the ditches of life to to share the hope of Jesus. And so God has opened up so many doors. And and yeah, during COVID, it was it was there were a lot of medical hospitals that popped up to help in response. And so we just are open and uh, willing to go wherever, whenever. And it's exciting to watch our teams truly go into the fire sometimes. Um, you know, we're in Ethiopia. I mean, they're just, as I'm talking, there's so many different places. So I encourage people to go to the website to find out what God is doing around the world. I know I, uh, many countries where we work as a ministry, we inevitably cross paths with mm -hmm. some of the work that Samaritan's Purse is doing there. Either, you know, it's the tents in the disaster area that the Samaritan's Purse provided or the boxes of the operation of the Christmas child. And so it, it feels great. I have such uh, admiration and respect for Samaritan's Purse and the heritage behind it, of course. And so uh, that was uh, that's why it was particularly exciting for me to do this interview. So um, looking back, you know, in some of the projects that you covered, are there any uh, that specifically are your favorites? Oh goodness, uh, it's hard. I know. I, every time I say whatever episode we're working on is my favorite, you know, because you just fall in love with, you know, whoever you're talking to or whatever, you know. But I think. I always come back to the child and maternal health, you know, just as a mom. Um, we did one for Mother's Day, and it, it really touched my heart just to hear how hard it is for 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 some moms, you know, just either lack of clean clean drinking water, you know, for their kids, and just some of the hardships people face. And you know this, you know, around the world, um, people face just daily daily necessities that we take for granted here. Um, 
people don't have. And so I think it, it was good just to hear. And there were some projects that I didn't even know Samaritan's Purse was a part of um, with just high, they do a lot of training with those child and maternal health and, you know, just teaching young moms and, and fathers, um, but also human trafficking, you know, just a lot of um, projects that that maybe are quiet, um, you know, because again, our field hospitals sometimes get um, a lot of the focus and all projects are important, but but sometimes it's fun to to dive into some of the smaller ones. But they're not small in the the impact that they're having, especially eternally. You know, lives are being changed, families, trajectories, um, and so that 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 one was fun. But again, each one's fun, and um, yeah, some of the early ones that I was able to travel on. You know, going to the Bahamas to a to an emergency mm-hmm. field hospital and seeing it in action and seeing the ways that it has such an impact on the community. So yes, the patients' lives are being impacted, but also the healthcare workers that we're partnering with. And so there's just so many facets of ministry. And so it's it's just a joy and a privilege that I get to get a glimpse. Um, and again, I, I just feel like I, I get to see it. And so I love sharing it with everyone else, uh, what God is doing. That's awesome. One of the foundational principles of our ministry, in addition to taking the gospel to the outermost parts of the world, is um, we believe that changed lives change lives. And mm-hmm. and every person who has experienced a change in their lives as a result of Christ has the ability and the power to touch and improve and make better a life of another person. And so um but, you know, we go through different seasons in life. And so this, uh, um, it looks different sometimes, you know, in each season. Like with you, for example, you know, at one point you were traveling across the world covering um, covering these projects. Now you have to give your uh, attention to your kids, but you're still able to do that in different ways. So what, what advice would you give people? Um, how can they make an impact for Jesus if they have experienced Jesus in their lives. Mm, I love that. I love how you said that. A change, Yeah, a changed life is, changes lives. And we see that all the time. And so I just encourage people, wherever you are, um, to look around. You know, um, I mean, Jesus was a great example of this. You know, he did ministry as he went along. You know, so many of his healings and, and ministry was on his way somewhere. Um, and I think sometimes we get uh, so fixated on what we want to accomplish. And, and we, we don't often ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? And so I've just been challenged, yeah, to within my sphere of influence, my, my town, my community to be, to open and, and see ways that we can be, uh, sharing Christ and, and radiating what he's doing in our life to other people. Uh, but also if you want to do something worldwide, there are so many opportunities. And I mentioned the Christmas catalog, you know, there's 41 gifts in there that are very specific, very strategic that you can pray for and give towards and that they'll make an impact around the world. Uh, uh, But also Operation Christmas Child, and you said a changed life. And I just instantly thought of, you know, when someone gets a shoebox, you know, they're given the book, The Greatest Gift, and they're, they're, they're shared the gospel. They're, the teachers are all trained and they give it um, very clearly to the children, but then they're given the greatest gift. And it's a book about Jesus, teaches them about him. Um, but then they're also invited to a discipleship program called The Greatest Journey. And it's a 12-week Bible study curriculum done through their church locally. Um, and these kids learn more about Jesus, learn how to be a disciple. And then they, yes, as you said, they are changed. 
And then they change their whole community because their parents want to know more about it. Their grandparents, their 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 aunties, their uncles, uh, their you know people that they do life with. And so whole communities are changed because of this one child's life. And so those kids actually have made greater impact on me. I got to witness uh, several graduations in Ecuador, and I was just amazed at what these children what they have done and almost convicted, you know, God, um, I want to be like them, you know, because they're just on fire and they want to share with people the hope that they found in Jesus. So I think, you know, if ever we get stale in our faith, um, you know, just ask God, you know, how can I go and make disciples? And sometimes it's right where we are, uh, but sometimes it is a step farther. And so just being uh, obedient and, and listening and asking him, uh, what he wants you to do. So uh, I think we all need to do that daily. Very true. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm personally excited that I discovered your podcast and look forward to uh, following uh, what's happening within Samaritan's Purse. It's a great way for people uh, to have a greater scope, I think, of, of the work that Samaritan's Purse is doing and get involved when God calls them to do so. Uh, so we will post the link to the podcast uh, in the show notes, but I assume it's available on all major podcast platforms, so they can probably just sign up and follow uh, follow you and uh, the new app episodes that you put out. Yes, exactly. It is on all platforms, but also on the ground, uh, Samaritan's Purse, you can find it there. But thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And yeah, look, I look forward to following you and continuing to listening to your podcast. They're very encouraging. Christy has experienced God's faithfulness and provision firsthand. She mentioned the importance of revisiting these moments mentally when things get especially tough. Remembering what God has done for you in the past, I believe, is the foundation for the hope of what He can do for you now. It also fills your heart with gratitude towards God and therefore gives a bigger perspective on the circumstances you are in right now. I encourage you to check out On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse podcast. You can find the link to their website in the show notes of this episode and also Check out Christie's Bible study, Living a Life of Gratitude, uh, in the YouVersion Bible app. At World Missions Alliance, we believe that changed lives change lives. Your own testimony of God's faithfulness and provision can become a turning point in someone else's life. You have many opportunities to use your story and your gifts and talents to help build God's kingdom. And at World Missions Alliance, we want to give you these opportunities. I encourage you to check out our website, rfwma.org, to discover how you can get involved. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Helen Todd. Limitless Spirit Podcast is produced by World Missions Alliance. We believe that changed lives change lives. If you want to see your life transformed by Christ's love, or if you want to help those who are hurting and hopeless and discover your greater purpose in serving Christ through short-term missionary work, check out our website, rfwma.org, and find out how to get involved.